Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers. Today I had an amazing episode with Miss Jessica Patching Bunch. She goes by JPB. We talked all about practical ways to manage stress. You know, can stress even be managed? We talked about the power of routine, how, you know, stress management is really more about how do you manage your nervous system so that we are, aren't always feeling like we are in that fight or flight period? She gave us some realistic ways when she went to her doctor and he said, well, just stop being stressed. She gave us several ways to how she would respond to that if he told her, you know, just don't be so stressed out because, you know, many of us, we've been in that position where you're like, your doctor's like, well, this seems like stress related and like, just stop being so stressed. And you're like, if I could stop being so stressed, would I be knocking on your door? So she gave us several ways for us to give us something to do, right? We all need, we always feel like we need something to do in order to manage this stress. We talked about how exercise can't always be the thing that you go to, to, um, relax, to de-stress. And we talked about the power of routine. You know how big I am on routines. I've said too much. Listen into our conversation. And I would love to hear like, what is that one nugget? What's that one takeaway from the show? Feel free to screenshot this episode and tag myself and Jessica on the socials. Thanks so much for listening. And here is this week's iTunes review. It comes to you from Dub by V. She writes, I love the podcast. You speak your mind and you don't sugarcoat anything. I love your energy and your good spirit. Oh, that just fills my heart. You don't even understand how much I enjoy these reviews. So please, if you feel the need, please go to iTunes or wherever you watch, watch, listen to this podcast. Do me a favor and hit me up with a five-star review. I absolutely love them. They mean the world to me and I will read it on my podcast. So thank you so much, Dub by V. It does mean the world to me. Oh, Magic Makers, today, this is a topic that I'm going to have multiple episodes on this. So it's just a thing that I know is at the forefront of so many of you. Many of you have normalized stress. That's just how my life is. Like, that's just, I can't do anything about it, or I'm just going to exercise my way through my stress, right? So I am going to find every expert on the planet Earth to talk about stress because everyone has a great spin on it. And today's guest, Miss Jessica Patching Bunch, who is known as JBJ, uh, JBJ, that's a guy here on the Red Sox and we were just talking about baseball, <laughs> JPB. She is here to talk about practical ways to manage your stress. So Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to be here. And I always love talking stress and everything you just said in the beginning about how we've normalized it. Like, oh, that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. It's part of the reason that I started doing what I do. And so I'm I'm really excited to get into this. Yeah. So, you know, as I was kind of like skimming through, you know, were you, you know, did you wake up, you know, and say, when I grow up, I want to be someone who talks about stress. That's that's it. Most people are like I want to be, you know, a veterinarian. I want to be a stress person. <laughs> no. Um I didn't know. It it came about in such a as necessity for myself. Mm. Um throughout my 20s I had um multiple doctors visits for things that I would go in and they would just say, well, you know, it's just because of stress. So just have less stress. Ugh. And I, at that time, didn't know that there was such a thing as less stress or that I could manage that at all, right. or that 
You're working hard in the gym, but you're not seeing any changes in your body, and it can be frustrating when you're putting in all the effort and not seeing any of the results. You may feel like you're doing something wrong. I have been there. Ladies, you've heard it before, and you'll hear it time and time again. Nutrition is 80% of the battle when it comes to effective weight loss and fitness. One of the best ways to make sure you are building and keeping your muscle is to eat protein and supplement your diet with essential amino acids. When I look for a supplement, I'm looking for two things. One, something that will help me preserve muscle, and two, something that will give me a boost during my AM workouts. One of my favorite ways to supplement is Perform by Amino Acids Company. The Blue Raspberry is amazing. It's backed by science and 30 years of research from a former Harvard professor and clinical researcher. It builds endurance increases your focus, concentration, and fights muscle breakdown, which us ladies over 40, we need all the help we can get. Want to give it a try? Cool. Check out the link in my show notes and you'll save 30% when you use code FGM for Fit Girl Magic or by visiting the link in my bio. It's amino, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash FGM. All right, give it a shot and let me know what you think. I just didn't understand it. And I just, I left kind of angry, just feeling like mm-hmm. my life is stressful. And so like, that's just super unuseful. I right. just, you telling me I to left stress just kind of pissed. Like, right. you <laughs> telling me to stress less, like, okay, so what's that look like? Yeah. Well, and I kind of just was like, oh, okay, well, I can't do that. So, you know, I right. work two jobs and go to school or whatever. My life is stressful. So I guess... I, it's just not a possibility for me. Right, right. Um, and then that just was kind of, I put that aside and just kept kept on trucking because, right, right. you know, life continues and just figured that was kind of the way it was. And, and then I went to school. I was kind of, uh, my education took me a long time because I was terrified of student loans, but... Who is But it? I, right... So I was always interested in psychology and that's kind of where I started just kind of human behavior. Why do we do the things we do? Why do we think that's okay sometimes? Just mm. what makes us tick? And I stumbled upon a neuroscience class. Uh, it was called sensation perception. And I was like, well, that's interesting because perception is, you know, makes up our whole outlook on life. Right. Right. And uh, it ended up being a neuroscience class. And I thought like, oh my God, I, I'm not good at science and I shouldn't be here. Like I got all scared. And then I realized I loved it. And it made so much sense to me, just the the underlying, these little mechanisms, the biology and the physiology of like why we do of human behavior, of okay. why we do the things we do. And so then I just decided that was kind of my path. And I took a deep dive there and... um ended up, you know, studying neuropsychology. And I was in a neurodevelopmental lab uh, working on a project for brain development. And I started having uh, more stress issues again. And because I had access to all of the academic articles and things, I started really just looking into like, what is, what is stress? What is the stress cycle? What is this in the body? And really just getting into the physiology of it. And it just kind of clicked and it made so much sense to me. Um, and then, you know, life happened. I decided that that lab was not where I I wanted to be. What I really wanted was to share all of this information that I had access to with people who could use it instead of just, you know, within academia and science and medicine, there's just kind of, there's all this information that's just kind of hoarded and like shared between people who like already know these things. Right. Um, and I just wanted, it's useful information that every single person can can use to just navigate how to feel a little bit better in life, how we work as humans. And the fact that stress is just part of that. Yeah. So um, it was, it was a long winding road, but, um, but here we are. You know, it's funny. You're right. Because it's like, I think of, you know, a lot of times when I've interviewed, you know, um, doctors or professors or PhD um, folk, I feel that most are, they're like, yeah, there's a lot of information out there, but most people, it's written in a way that uh, the lay person is like dry as, like dry it is, as the, yeah. like super dry, or 
you know, you have to like read multiple pages to like get to the conclusion of what mm-hmm. it should be. And no one's gonna no one's gonna take the time to do that. Like, you know, our no. attention span is, you know, I'm, I'm I might be off by a few seconds, but it's 2.2 seconds mm-hmm. is our attention yes. span. And you know, I need you to cut to the chase. Like I might have an I might if it's really interesting, I might have I might give you a minute. Mm-hmm. And well, and that's that's so I mean, and that's something with our, you know, that our digital capacity and, and oh, technology yeah. evolution has changed as well. That's changing our attention capacity. Right. And not that it's like because everything about us is malleable, right? We mm-hmm. are constantly changing. So that's something we have to train and that ties into our stress as well. Yeah. Is training our attention and our focus. Because when we're used to looking at something for half a second and then swiping, deciding, we look at right. something, we make a decision, a judgment about whether it's going to serve us, whether we're interested in such a small amount of time, and then we move on to the next. Right. And um, you know, one of the things that you that you mentioned that really like like you know lit up for me was I too in my 20s stress like a mofo and <laughs> i remember just having constant headaches constant like stomach aches like always just like you know sleep what the hell was that and yeah. i'm just like you i went to my doctor and you know i'm i was like i took time off of work so there's gonna be like a payoff here like some type of prescription is going to, to like magically take away all of my symptoms <sighs> and just like your doctor you know like she's like it's, you know she's like him she's like stress and I was like okay and and Mm -hmm. yeah so what's next (laughs) right and she this is this is what she gave me and at the time you know I'm pissed but at the time it was kind of like that first like like bullet hole of light (laughs) that there is other ways to deal with your stress other than a prescription um she was like read the book don't start the small stuff and take a yoga class I love that you even got that. That was like, that was her, that was her, you know, prescription to me, literally wrote on a prescription pad. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, mm-hmm. I was so yeah, yeah. like at the time, I was, I was, I was like, remember driving home being so pissed off. And, you know, and I'm sure people, you know, my doctor was very, at the time, I didn't realize that she was very holistic compared mm-hmm. to other doctors. Like she wasn't the doctor who just wrote your prescription and said, get out of my office. But like, just like you, you know, you get these answers that are just like, so like, uh, well, I, I don't know what to do with this. If what, I, what you just gave me, I have no tangible way to go home and implement this. And you, and I'm sure our people listening have gone to their doctors and they've said the same thing. It's stress. You have to manage it. So if, you know, if you were that person today, you go to your doctor and you're like, here are the things that are going on with me. And your doctor says, all right, Jess, it's just, it's just stress. You know, how would you then process that diagnosis? Knowing what I know now. Knowing what you know now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it would be totally, totally different. I'm like everything, everything is stress, everything. And I think, I, so before I talk about like what I would do, I just want to, there's a few things that you said, just the idea that we, and this is how we've been taught, right? So you go to the doctor, they know more than you do. So they write you a prescription, they tell you what to do, and then that's it. And you don't have any kind of like autonomy or agency over like how about how your well-being. It's like, I'm sick, doctor fixes me. Right. Or you don't think you have autonomy that you can't question. yes, Yes. That's what, yes. Well, and that's exactly because that is in, you know, this hierarchical structure that we live in this power structure that says, you know, the doctor knows more than you and has more power than you and don't question it. Right. Exactly. They don't know your body. They don't know your life. Nope. They went to school to have a certain kind of education, to have an educated guess about what might be going on with you. Yeah, let's call but it that. They don't educated guess. You yes, know, they've, yes, they've seen more people than you, you personally, but you are your own experience. So you're like, nah, I might not be like patient X who you're thinking I'm like. Yeah, exactly. And we do have autonomy. We are wellness takes our own participation. It is our experiences, what we do, how we think, how we live, how we feed ourselves, create 
affects our our health. Our environment creates our health. Our experiences create literally our our cell expression. Right. And so, um, and so we have to participate in that. And I think that's such an important thing to highlight yeah, because for we sure. we have been taught otherwise. And you know, when we have symptoms, we also just knowing this is why knowing. I think so. The first thing is just knowing how a little bit more about how we work, right? Yeah. And I always like, I love this stuff. I'm super nerdy about mm. like what's going on in the body and brain. You don't need to be like that. I'm not asking for right. everyone to be super geeked out about it. But just understanding some basics, like your nervous system controls everything. Yeah. Right. And so if it doesn't feel safe, it shuts down a lot of the other systems. Mm-hmm. If it goes into flight, fight or flight into that stress response. And so that affects your, I mean, your brain, your digestion, your breath, your um, menstrual cycle, your, your muscles, just like every other system of your body is dependent on that. So when we think about stress, I think understanding that symptoms from, I mean, headaches and fatigue and uh, irritability and GI issues like, you know, diarrhea or constipation. um, constipation either or yeah um low libido just they're across the board so when we're looking at what stress looks like yeah it's to kind of open our perspective on that a little bit because it doesn't look like one particular thing and it doesn't look like it doesn't look the same in everybody and it can be throughout your body so um i think that's that's important but to finally answer your question if i were if I went to the doctor today and they were like, oh, okay, it's stress. I'd say, okay, first of all, I need to, the first thing I need to do is check check in with my breathing. Mm. And I heard someone, I was actually uh, talking to a, a trauma therapist, um, a friend of mine. And she, she was like, you know, I had a, a patient that was like, God, I'm just so sick of people telling me to just breathe. Uh-huh. And and it can be if you're going like if you're just super stressed out and yeah. you're just feeling like shit and, and then somebody's like oh just breathe right and you're just like it's, if I could if I could just freaking breathe you and I wouldn't be talking right now yes yes and so again knowing why like what why why right. is that so important and it's because your breath is the link between your brain and body your breath controls so much of of the function of your or maybe not controls, influences so much of the function of your other systems, including your nervous system, specifically the the part of your nervous system, your parasympathetic system that that is the rest, digest, repair system. And so how we're breathing can either increase stress or decrease stress. It can get us out of a stress state or it can put us into one. Yeah. And so many of us have dysfunctional breathing patterns where we're breathing kind of high into our chest, short, quick Mm. breaths or open mouth breaths, all of that is creating the sympathetic response, that stress response. Right. And so we're continuing, we're stressing ourselves out with the way that we're breathing. Right. So it literally can change your physiology and then also help to calm the mind. Yeah. That's why breath is so important. Um, There's a lot of poor, poor information out there for breath, breath work. Um, And I think understanding the physiology behind that, how it actually Nat, like helps you navigate your system is really important um, because if you're, for example, I was I was watching a breath breath work um, thing on on Instagram one time, and it was a huge account, and they were going through this kind of IG live breath work, and they were um, having people breathe really quickly, and then asking, "Can you feel your pleasure center?" And I'm like, "Well, no, because you just activated people's like sympathetic response from the rapid breath, right?" and and I think That's the reason this is so important because, <laughs> well, no, and you've just put people into maybe an anxious state or into, yeah. into a high alert state. And uh, and then people are like, oh, this just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, this doesn't work for me or this is just not. It's like, no, it's just that's not the right tool. Yeah. It's not the right method to be using for what you want. And so uh, just knowing how to navigate that, I think, is important. So breathing would be the very first thing. Um. Oh my gosh, there's so many, so many places to go. Uh, the basics, like after breath, just checking the basics. Are you sleeping? Yeah. Because sleep is 
you know, lack of sleep is detrimental to brain function and, and brain health is essential for mental health and, and for, for, you know, lower stress. And we somehow have this, like, I blame the 80s. I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah. Just like, right, like, oh, I only slept like three hours last night. And I'm, it's like, oh, that's not, that's not the flex you think it is. <laughs> like, your your brain is dying. <laughs> you need well, to. it's funny because, you know, I have, you know, several clients and the, the two things that I, I tell most people, I was like, you know, I know you want me to tell you to have chicken, broccoli and brown rice. I know you want me to tell you that. But when I look at, you know, your intake form and you tell me you're averaging six hours a night of sleep and, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you're like at, you know, pin high for your stress. I'm like, hey, if you just even added 15, 20 more minutes of sleep every night and we started to like really identify what are the things that are causing you to be at 10 for your stress, you might find some like quick relief there. And most people especially people listening here, they want to do, right? So everything mm-hmm. you're saying, I like, I'm like, preach on sister. <laughs> and other people are like, for me, I can, breath work was more accessible to, to me than meditation. Like meditation was like, I'm just sitting here and I'm bored as hell. Like, I mean, it's like it just, yeah. I couldn't really like latch into meditation. And I'm sure and if I gave it more time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for those of you guys who are like, give it more time. Eh. So, but breath work, it, for me, I was like, I was like, I felt more connected because I was doing something. So I was able to get myself yes. to be more relaxed. So that worked for me better. But again, some people like meditate on with your bad self, but the sleeping part, I think for, for many people, they're like, well, I just can't do it. You're telling me to sleep, but I just can't do it. I'm a bad sleeper. And that's where like, you know, just kind of like when the your doctor said, well, stop being stressed out, you know, like for mm-hmm. us to say, stop being stressed out and just go to bed for many people. Like I haven't, I haven't, slept it doesn't since, work like that. No, I haven't slept since I was 20 yeah. <laughs> or yeah. my, you know, 40 something. So like I have hot flashes, like, you know, I want to sleep, but I'm like, feel like I'm going to ignite. So I can't yes. sleep. And so, you know, and, and for those listening, I'm like, yeah, we get that. And it's just a matter of, how, you know, I guess for many people, it's like just setting the stage so that you're cruising towards that versus feeling like the moment you click the light out, you have to like be, in, you know, sleeping in two seconds after the, the lights go out. No. And that's such an unrealistic expectation, right? Like, and that's, I mean, that's so much of our stress too, is just unrealistic expectations. And I yes. want to like, there's so many, like, I feel my, my brain pulling me in so many tangents. There's so much yeah, to say here. I mean, that right there, but the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so I want to like, I'm going to go back to just the basics, sleep, right. uh, nutrition. And yeah. I'm not talking about any kind of specific diet. I'm not talking about any kind of like what I'm not talking about weight loss, first of all, which right. is what most people think about when they think about nutrition. Correct. Feed your body. Your body needs proteins, carbs, and fats. Your brain is made of fats. It runs on carbs. It makes proteins. Like you need all of those things. Eat your vegetables to support your nervous system. Um, for function, like that is you are stressed out if your body and brain don't have what they need to work. Yeah. And and because we restrict so much in that nutrition space, or just don't give ourselves properly. Like, whether it's because of lack of access to fresh fruits and vegetables or just like we don't have time and that's not what we eat or whatever. Right. It, that is also a piece of it. So sleep, nutrition, movement. And I don't yeah. mean exercise for like any specific thing. Again, I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm talking about moving your body around right? because your brain functions when, you know, evolutionarily speaking, our brain grew as we moved more. Because right. it needed to know what was going on, what's over here, what's over there. And movement is such an incredible stress reducer. Um, again, that could be a whole show, like I have a whole workshop on that. But um, so sleep, nutrition, movement, breath work, and time in silence, and then oh. self-compassion. So like, I really want to get into those last two, but the basics the things that we kind of put aside and are just like, yeah, yeah, but what else? Yeah, what, exactly. but what else can I be doing? 
Right. It's like, no, 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 take it. Like, we don't need more. We need to take some things away. Oh, God. And yeah. Just look at the basics. Like, are we getting enough sleep? And I am not like, I'm. we're going to go back just to talk about that. Are we eating a few vegetables? Are we getting enough protein? Right. Are we moving throughout the day? And I don't care what kind of, go for a walk, whatever, and, move your body. Right. And when you were talking about movement and, you know, I, the, the pat answer I get back from a lot of my clients, I'll be like, Hey, Joni, you are just stressed like nobody's business. I'm like, you going to the gym and crushing it for two hours isn't serving you. And, you know, the answer I get back, Kim, that's the only way I know how to fight my stress. And, and that, you know, the analogy I always get back to them, I'm like, your house on fire and you just literally just keep throwing in more logs. <laughs> you're just like, the fires keep, just keep, you're keeping the fire stoked. Whereas like, can we just pull back on what the intensity is and just move, you know, it doesn't have to be a power walk. You can go out and just walk. Yes. No, that is such a huge piece of it. And I hear, um, I, you know, I, I work with a, um, a doctor who has a, a running group for women. And that's one of my biggest things that I touch on with them is that Number one, running or like tough exercise is not therapy. The gym is not therapy. Right. Um, It is beneficial in some ways. But again, knowing how we work is helpful because when you're going to the gym and you're doing super high intensity, whatever, for a couple of hours, you are inducing a sympathetic state. You are stressing your body out. Even if you're lifting, if you're lifting heavy, you are stressing your musculoskeletal system which right. is how, you know, you grow muscle, right. but it is a stress. Right. And so we have to know, and this is where I really, <laughs> I really hate when people are like, just listen to your body because most of us have practiced, learned it's become useful to we, not, or we just, we just like this with the switch with the shades. Yeah. Just so, hold it up. Nope. <laughs> like you don't know. I know like the brain takes over. Yes. I know better. Meanwhile, your body is exhausted yes. and you tell yourself, well, if I just go to the gym, I'll get that endorphin hit. Yeah. Well, okay. And so that's, that is true. Like it's, and it's not just endorphins. It is like, you know, different types of neurochemicals that help stabilize mood, help grow proteins that help protect your brain cells. It is movement is fantastic. We have to stop long, press pause long enough. And that's something I talk about with my people yeah. so much is just pressing pause. And that's something that our breath can do as well because our head is always going, our head is like, go, 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 go. Because, right. you know, our head, head has all our brain has all the information from societal expectations, all of the things we think we're not good enough about, all the things that we yeah. think we need to be doing to be better. And so our brain's like, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do it right now. Yeah. And that that urgency is a, a type of trauma response. Right. And, and I think, think, sorry. Oh, I just, I, and it's, it's so, it's very apparent in our culture. Um, but do you think, also think that many of you know, the gym response is caught up in identity that I, I'm the person who is the gym rat. I'm the person who works out so that regardless of I had a shit day and I should just go for a walk or I should just sit in silence that, you know, doers mindset, that doer mentality is like, you, you're a loser if you can't push through this. For sure, because those are the messages that we hear in gym culture a lot, right? No pain, no gain, and push through, and pain is your body, whatever. I don't just all these. Yeah, I, I know that. I'm like, I'm like, wait, I forget what it was. I, I saw it on a t-shirt yeah, at the gym. Exactly. I, I know what you're what saying, but I'm like, I can't. Th- I'm like, I, uh, I can't. Think. But just kind of all the messages that we have to yeah. ignore yourself, right? And right. go be a doer. Like yeah. I this, and this is something that I and I I don't think there's. Never like an end point where it's like, oh, I'm there. Like this is life, right? Yeah. So we're like, it's a it's a never ending evolution until until we don't have the privilege of waking up to do that again. And but as doers, as people who are high achieving and have high expectations for ourselves, we have to ask, what's the goal? Yes. What is our goal? Because if the goal is to take care of ourselves, if that is the action that we are are trying to achieve, 
to take care of our bodies, which I think is the main goal for so many people who are in the gym. But I think that there's a lot of layers that we kind of have to pull back sometimes with those societal expectations and and the messages that we've got about what that looks like to take care of yourself. Because pounding yourself into the ground, exhausting yourself when you're already stressed out, that is not caring for your body. Nope. And we know that repair doesn't happen until the stress stops, right? And so sometimes your body needs a break. And that doesn't mean you sit around on the couch and don't do anything. And then you're like, oh, I'm such a loser. Right. Go for a walk. And again, it doesn't have to be a power walk. Take some time to just be where your feet are. You are still moving. There are, I mean, if we think about, and again, what what is the goal, right? Are we going to build muscle by just taking a leisurely walk? No. Are the brain benefits still happening? The mental health benefits of that? Yes. Is your body still repairing? Yes. So I think stepping back and asking, what is my goal right now with this? Um, What am I really trying to achieve? Is it to take care of myself or is it to prove that I'm good enough or prove, you know? um, Oh my goodness. That kicked me in the shin. Other things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and, and I, and so, you know, as I'm listening here, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, a few people that I'm hoping are here in this podcast and they're, they bind up like, they're like, Oh, is she calling me out right now? Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm for like, sure. yeah, we are. <laughs> um, cause you know, for me, I need to be called out. Like I need yeah. like, and this is like stuff that I still wrestle with that. I, sometimes I'm like, girl, sit your ass down. And that's hard, you know? Cause it's like. Um, if it, you know, I played sports growing up, so it's kind of like, you want to mm-hmm. go, you want to go in, you want to be the like buzzer exactly. beater, you want to be the buzzer yeah. beater, but sometimes, you know what, even the star sits down, even the star is told to rest during that particular, um, that particular game. But you just, you, I think you hit the nail on the head where for many of us who are the high achiever, who needs to get the gold star and the extra credit is that you're proving yourself to, and to this un known judge this judge that you're that in your mind you're never going to meet the expectations that that invisible judge sets on you you know because when people always say to me i'm behind who, the, who are you behind like where behind what right like, yeah. like show me who are you behind you know yes. like where is that like and you and you said it perfectly like there's no end point so it's like where is this said endpoint that you're behind and who gave you these mile markers that to tell you that like you need to be by a certain place at a a certain time. Yeah. And I think that, Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, (laughs) that, that could be a whole, this topic is, is so huge, especially with women that I work with. Yeah. Um, and which I mostly, mostly do. Um, because of these really strong internal critics that we have. Oh God. Telling us that we are not good enough, telling us that we need to do more. And that doesn't come. And I don't mean to put the ownership just on individual people, because that comes from a society that says women have to take care of your families. And if you want a job, Mm -hmm. you got to do that. And if you want kids, you have to do that. And, and all of these things, you have to be able to do everything all at once. Nobody can do everything all at once. It's not possible. And Something I think that we, a big piece of the puzzle that we don't put in is community, right? It's not yeah. supposed to be all on you. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to live in community and have support in all of these things. But so many of us have this idea that like, I have to do everything alone. And if I can't do everything alone, there's something wrong with me or I'm not good enough or I just need to work harder. I need to push harder. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I want to smash that right now because that's not, that's not yeah. the way. And if in that, like, I that feel like that perpetuates onto your stress because, you know, as I'm working with clients and I'm sure the same thing with you, you're like, okay, you're like, Jess, how do we, how do we take some things off your plate? You know, so that you don't feel like you're always juggling 4 million things. And when you start to, you know, unpack their day or unpack their week, like, why do I got to hold on to that? Wow. I got to hold on. And you're just like, Mm -hmm. you're like, something's got to give. Yeah. And, you know, and that's where, this work, working with stress, the the easy parts, and none of it's easy, right? It is right. hard work. When we choose to like live intentionally and participate in our lives, it's hard. Mm. Um, 
And I think that's part of it too. We have these ideas that with the timelines of like, oh, six week makeover with our, with especially in like fitness or whatever, right. or like we have these expectations of like, it's going to be quick. It's going to be easy. And that's just not how it is. That's right. not what it is. Or after so, six weeks, this is going to be a permanent thing. And I won't ever have to like work on it again. Like, no, it's daily. Like, right. Yeah. And that, and so that comes like, if we're looking at like our physiological patterns, right. Our, our habits create patterns inside of our body with our, in our brain and our bodies, how they work like 95% of what we do is on autopilot. It's in our subconscious. Yes. And that's so that we can save energy for what is needed now. Right? right. Right. And so your brain's kind of number one thing is survival, which is a whole thing. <laughs> like yeah. what we do for survival, which your brain, the stories it makes up for survival all the things. That's a whole other episode. But, uh, but number two on the list is efficiency. Yeah. And so your body and brain are going to automate everything it can. So what you do, your brain and body are going to be like, yeah, let's do more of that. And then let's, you know, take that over. So you don't have to think about it. And, you know, a perfect example, which is used all the time is if you're driving mm. and then you find yourself like at home and you're like, oh, how'd I get home? I don't remember. Yeah. I was stuck in my thoughts, whatever. Right. But if you think about the first time you drove, you were so aware of like where your hands were, where your feet were, where looking in the mirrors, where are other people you were right. very aware we don't have to do that anymore. And so the same thing happens with stress, mm-hmm. how we manage stress. Yes. It is a biological tool that we have, an adaptive tool to help us survive. So what we do during stress, your body is going to automate that going forward. Right. And so we have to be really intentional. And so much of the stress that we have comes from our own internal expectations. Yeah. Right. And our own self-talk about like, oh, you're so stupid. Why didn't you do that? Or God, you should have done that better. The judge that we have inside mm-hmm. is a cause of so much stress. And people are like, oh no, stress comes from what you know, whatever traffic and money and all the things. Like, right. Yes. Exactly. And your brain doesn't know the difference between something happening outside of your body and inside your body. You right. have the same physiological stress response when you're talking to yourself like shit and you're treating yourself poorly. It is a threat. You become yeah. that threat to yourself. Yeah. And it's funny as you as you were saying that, you know, because most people, as you would just describe, people think about like work stress or money or, you know, all the external things. But some of the things we've just normalized that um, uh, family stuff, you know, it's like you're always running around trying to like make sure that there's groceries and there's food on the table and you know who's doing Christmas and all this other stuff that it that that let that that tape is constantly playing in our head mm-hmm. and we don't think of that as stress it's just you know a fact of life that I'm in charge of Christmas like no yeah. I don't know who assigned it to me but I'm in charge of Christmas so I have to pay or I have to pay attention to everyone's birthday and make sure we get cards or whatever the hell you do for people's birthdays but no one thinks of that as this this hidden stress that is always popping up in your mind that you don't think of as, as being stressful. Yeah, absolutely. And it is. I, th- I would say that's the majority of where our stress actually comes from. Um, the expectations that we place on ourselves, like with that, you know, the Christmas example. Okay, I have to do this. Do you? Yeah. Like no one I mean, ever anointed it, you the Christmas czar. No, no one maybe it's something that you want to be doing. And maybe it's something that, but if you don't have the capacity, if you're like, you know what, this is too much right now. And I think that's where, again, we feel like we don't have choice and we make decisions that are disturbing yeah, us because it. we feel obligated to do these things. Whereas yes. we do have the choice to say, no, I'm not hosting Christmas. I'm sorry that you're disappointed. I know that we were all looking forward to this, but I have to take care of myself and it's too much for me right now. And I think, and there's so much in that. That's not easy. I'm not saying that that's easy. No, that's hard. People's expectations and all of this, but like you have to take care of you and and saying, I need help or I can't do this right now. Yeah. Again, comes back to that expectation that we're supposed to be able to do everything all the time. Yeah. If you have a car, you take it in to get serviced, right? Mm-hmm. You go get your oil changed. You don't sit in the parking lot and rev up your engine for hours at a time because it will explode. And then you'll be sad because you don't have a car, right. right? But with our bodies, we're like, yeah, just go all the time. Mm. 
just keep going. If you rest, you suck. Like it doesn't exactly. make any sense. Yeah. And, and I, so, I love, I love the car example because you're right. You know, many of us, like our body isn't going, like, many of us, we need our body to conk out in order for us to realize something's wrong, you know, because yes. we've just, you know, we've blunted so many things. Like I can take an Advil for it. I can take some wine for it. You know, mm-hmm. I can get a prescription for God knows what for it versus <laughs> Like, as you mentioned earlier, sitting and being like, hang on, my head's bothering me. I've had a headache for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Why? Is it a tumor or is it because I'm so stressed that my body is just like, I need you to pay attention to me? Exactly. And that's that's exactly it. Your body get, your body is always, always sending signals, right? There's always pain as a request for change. Mm. And so we have to figure out what is that change? Where What is that? And sometimes, right. you know depending it's could be a lot of things excuse me um but when it is little things the things that we say are little right then we're like brush it off ignore it take an advil have a glass of wine whatever all those things and then your body's like okay that didn't work now i have to get louder yes yeah now i have to start screaming at you to get your attention because this is not sustainable Mm. we cannot function like this forever you cannot literally burn out your body's resources and have anything left yeah and there's that whole like you need to fill your cup before you can give to others and i think it's such a all those little cliche sayings i realized that i was like oh those are stupid they're true (laughs) they're absolutely true people say them because they're true you just don't want to hear it because you want to think that there's a way that you can get around it well because you if you if you tell me you know kim you must fill your cup right before you must fill other people's cups you're like you don't fucking know my life lady yeah who's got time for that because but it doesn't give me anything to do you're like i got shit to do Mm -hmm. i can't be filling some cups is that cup full of coffee yeah i'm taking (laughs) so where like when when people say those cliches like that's where i was like work with my clients i'm sure you do the same thing we're like let's unpack what does a day look like for you Yes. And for a lot of my clients, I was like, you know, who tell me that they're busy. I'm like, let's do a time audit because I Oh my gosh, so useful. I'm mm-hmm. like, I had to do that too. Cause I was like, sometimes I was like, I'm just so busy. Cause like that's the normal yeah. response. Like, if I'm like, hey, Jessica, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a while. Oh, girl, I'm so, so busy. busy. Mm-hmm. And then and then no one ever says, What are you busy doing? No one follows that up because yeah. what does that look like? What does that mean? Yeah. So I follow I'm like, so I just want to understand what does busy look like for you? And I'm like, even if it's for half a day, I want you just to sit down and just write down what are you doing in a day? Yeah. Because there's something in that day that you can easily say no to. Mm-hmm. It might be hard, but I'm, when I say by, by, when I'm saying easily, you look at it and you're like, you know what? Do I have to be the person to go to the grocery store? Could someone else go to the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Even if it's Instacart, somebody else doesn't have, someone else can physically put their hands on that cart other than me. Yeah. And sometimes that's stressful because you're like, oh my God, can I squeeze going to the grocery store between pickup, between this, between that? And that is, even though it's grocery shopping, you're like, grocery shopping, that's stressful. But you're trying to squeeze it in between guys. When it's another thing you have to do in your day, sometimes it is. Right. Yeah. It or is. Just, I mean, I don't like grocery shopping. <laughs> I hate grocery shopping. I, you know, and I think there's. Oh, go ahead. The one thing that COVID has taught me, other than wash your damn hands, go to the grocery store first thing in the morning, like during the week. You're right. <laughs> oh my God. I started doing that like during like in the heat of COVID, I would be like, as soon as after like the early morning hours were like done, I would like slip in there right then. And I was like, it was me so nice, and like three other people. I was like, this yeah. is fabulous. So I kept doing it. And I was like, oh my God, why was I going to the grocery store in the middle of the day on a Saturday? It's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. No. I get up. I have the same three cashiers. I know their lives now because I'm always there <laughs> at, at that time. So that's a little secret. Like literally 8 a.m. on a Friday morning, you will find me at the Star Market. I love that. And that brings in something I want to talk like that that makes me think about uh routine. And it also makes me I just have so many <laughs> you talk and I'm like, oh yeah, this and this and this and this. Yeah. Uh there's so many things. But uh I'm gonna put a pin in routine. Busy, what that means, what oh, that looks like to people, yeah. what that is, right? 
I think that there's so much comparison, right? Mm. I think a lot of our stress comes from, I don't think I know, a lot of our stress comes from social comparison. Yes. Well, they can do all that and they can yeah. do all Their house is cleaner. They do this with their kids. Yeah. You don't have the same life, Mm -hmm. which means you don't have the same experiences, which means you don't have the same time, energy, attention, focus, whatever to do all of those things. Or you could give a shit if you have a clean kitchen. Or like, yeah, it just, that's the thing. Like whose goals? That is another thing when we're looking at, at, at these things that we have to get done and why we're so busy. Are you trying to accomplish borrowed goals or expectations? Yes. Are they even yours? Do you actually want that thing? Do you want to have that thing? Or are you just doing it because you think you should or somebody else yes. does and you think you need to do that too? Yep. Stop. Yeah. This is, and it's, it is a lot easier to say than do, but like we each have this, this current time here to live, whatever, whatever you, you know, comes after that. I don't know. But we are here in this moment. Life is really short. We don't know what we have. Make it yours. Make it yours. We keep asking people for these directions to somewhere that they've never been because they don't have our experiences. They don't have our life. They don't have the things that we have shaping us in our days. And so when you're trying to keep busy comparing with all these other things that you think you should be doing or whatever... Ask yourself if it's what you really want. Yeah. Is this for me? Um, And then routines, again, when you're going to the store and you know those people, 8 a.m. on a Friday, you've built that routine and your body's like, okay, it's time. Time to do this thing. Yeah. And that's such a great, and I don't like, I know that there's so many people out there, gurus and health experts and whatever talking about like your perfect morning routine. What it, again, what does yeah. that look like for you? Yeah. Because it has to fit your life or it's not going to work. So what works for someone else isn't necessarily going to be the key magic fix for you. Right. You have to figure out what that is for you. And it may not be the same every day, but when we're looking at safety, for our nervous system, right? Our nervous system is always seeking safety Mm -hmm. and being able to predict what's going to happen in a routine is part of that. And that's a huge lower distress. But what I see happen with routines is that they get really rigid and people are like, no, I have, I have to do this exactly like like this this. every single day. Like you're not a robot. No, you're a person. And so even if you have these things like, oh, I get up, like for me, I have, I do my morning and nighttime kind of routines. I call them nervous system hygiene because I'm, they're specifically, you know, looking at what, what does my nervous system need right now? Right. I do a little movement. I do a little breath work. I have some time in silence, do some writing, but those look different depending on the day, depending on how I'm feeling, depending on what it is that I'm needing and how much energy and time I have to spend that day. Right. So it has to be flexible. Again, if it's going to be useful, it has to fit your life. But I'd like how, you know, I, the one th- I always tell my clients about the, having their non-negotiables, they're bare bones to it. So yes. you're like, yeah. maybe some days you only have 15 minutes to get that done. So here's the, the bare bones that you're going to do in that. So maybe your silence is only going to be three minutes versus yes. 10 or 15, but exactly. there's still the bare bones of that, that you can incorporate, whether you're at home or you're traveling, or, you know, there's people in the house, whatever it be, but you have these little bare bones that you can stick with it. And I think, like you said, so many people get caught up in like, these are the rules. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't look like this, then it, it I can't do it. And they get all like wrapped around the axle, you know, holidays. Oh, Kim, it's the holidays. I can't work out. Why? I, I, I don't, I, I'm like, I don't understand. Christmas is one day. <laughs> Thanksgiving is one day. Also, who makes those rules? Right. It's, it's one you day. You do. I'm like, maybe your your workout looks a little different because maybe you don't have as much time as you used to, or maybe there's more food choices out there. But then you kind of, instead of just tossing it out, you just have to readjust your routine yes. just a little bit. Yes. It has to stay flexible or it's never going to be sustainable. Yeah. And Consistency doesn't look like doing the same exact thing every single day. Consistency means that you are doing something over time that looks similar. 
over yeah. time. And so there's, you know, again, who makes those rules? You get to make them, you get to change them. And I think that's the thing we forget. Like, oh yeah, I can change my mind at any moment. Right. Or to make when- this fit me better. But when you're talking about those bare bones, that's something I find so much like, because there's like, oh, you know, sit and do meditation for 30 minutes or do your hour long yoga class or whatever. And right. like, who has time for that sometimes? That's not yeah. what I teach because like you said, in two or three minutes, you can change your phys- physiology and it or start to change, turn it around. Anyways, put a pause in there. And so if you have two or three minutes, I think so much of the time people are like, oh, it's not worth it. It doesn't look like it, yes. you know, like it should or like what it usually does. It's not, it's not enough time to make a difference. And it is enough time to make a difference. Use the time that you have because then you are, one, you're giving your brain the reference point to like, oh, I did this thing mm. and I put this effort into myself. But also when we're talking about making changes like physiologically in our brain and body, it's not about the length of time you're doing something. It's about the frequency. Yeah. How many times those patterns are firing? So if you have two or three minutes, use that. And then if you have 30 minutes the next day, cool, use that. But it's not about, it doesn't have to be a certain thing to be useful. Use what you have. Yeah. And and you're right. I, you know, when we think of, most people, when they think of routine, it's, you know, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat versus, okay, well, I don't, I typically do it for 30 minutes, but I have five minutes. So I'm just going to do five minutes. And be exactly. okay with and and be okay with that. And as we kind of talked about expectations, is that we all we expect ourselves to be able to do the same thing over and over and over again, day in and day out, in the same exact pattern and same exact rhythm. And that's for for many people that's stressful because they're like, why can't I do it the same? Oh my way? gosh! And it's like life, you know. You know, I always like to describe people describe it as like weather, right? Like. Yes. Someday there's going to be like, today. They're like, the weather is like, we were going to have five inches of snow. Mm-hmm. I don't have five inches of snow outside. I might got three. And so did it snow? Yeah. And like, I, it, it is what it is. So it's like, I mm-hmm. can't try to always control every little piece of it. I'm like, it's trying, they're trying to control the weather. The weather's going to do what the weather's going to do. Oh my gosh. There's that, the control piece. Right. We. So first I want to, yeah. Routines have to change because we are constantly changing. And the idea that we should be at the same level of energy and productivity and, and all the things every single day was made up. And that was made up for to profit people who Mm -hmm. profit off of, you know, our labor because for, for a lot of things, and that's not what this episode is about, but that is something that was that was made by an idea that someone had. That is not how we actually work as humans. We are parts of nature. And so if we look at nature and how it's it's changing seasonally every day between if we just look at the seasons that we know, right? Spring, winter, fall, those are kind of longer periods. But within the days, that changes too, day and night. Yeah. And so we have the same kind of patterns in ourselves and like the Indian tradition of Ayurveda, like that's what that is all about. I don't know. I'm not an Ayurveda expert, but it's the principle that we are of nature and we are constantly changing. And so it's the expectation that we are at this same capacity every single day, all day is just not sustainable. It's not realistic because that's not how we work. Right. And so I think keeping that in mind that we are constant changes, we are constantly changing the energy you have, the, the, time that you have life happens right and we have to be able to work with it and not against it and i think that's what we're trying to do is just like fight against all of these things that we wish were a different way or control them like you said trying to control every piece of everything and really the only things that we can control are the things that we do our effort how we choose to show up how we choose to look at something and again that takes training and it takes time and it takes patience and it takes self-compassion. And I think that that is something that I think a lot of high achieving people have an idea that if I'm not hard on myself, I won't get anything done. Yes. I won't accomplish things. 
And it's just not true. Yeah. Cause if like, you know, if I don't set these crazy goals that no one other on the planet is ever going to hit, but I feel like I should be able to hit them. Then I'm allowing myself to just not have discipline or not be motivated. And, you know, all the things that we tell ourselves when we think we can get a thousand things done in a day and we only got two things done. They're big things. They're things that we were it's been on our list for a long time, but we don't give ourselves credit for it because there's still 999 other things left on the list. Mm-hmm. And that's another big thing too I see with people. And I know that I this is something that I struggle with as well. Celebrate your wins. Oh, Even no the small ones, especially the small ones. Right. Because we, yeah, if we, we're looking at how how your brain works, it has to have the reference point that you are able to do something before it can feel safe and not view that thing as a threat. So if you're just constantly brushing aside, like, oh, it doesn't matter. It wasn't good enough. Doesn't matter. It wasn't good enough. Then your brain's never going to be like, oh yeah, I can handle this. I can do hard things. I do hard things. Let's do this. It's going to be more, uh, you know, more in a threat state because it doesn't have the you're not instilling the confidence and belief in yourself that no, I, I can actually handle these things. And when we're looking at things like anxiety, it's the overestimation of the threat and the underestimation of our ability to handle that. So we have to celebrate our wins and our capacity to do things just to give ourselves the idea that like, Oh yeah, I can do these things. Yeah. And, it, and it's, and it's funny because we always think that, you know, in order for me to celebrate, it has to be, I have to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, yeah. it can't be like, hey, you know what? I told myself I was going to do five minutes of something today and I actually did. And it. I showed up. Right. It wasn't perfect, but I did it. Like I showed up, I said I was going to do it and I did it. And, you know, giving us a little grace. Yes. And that's the thing too, like what's worth celebrating? Well, that, that then you, becomes this You whole get cycle. to decide that. Right becomes this yeah. whole cycle well it was wasn't the super bowl but i just i just sat in the seat i didn't actually play well yeah that like you made it there but like, like and that goes again back to those like is this your goal is it something you wanted to do did you put effort into it celebrate that shit like yeah. you did a thing um and i think that again comes into like those you know taking the two minutes or the 15 minutes that you have to move your body or sit in silence or um, practice nervous system hygiene or what it, whatever it is. It's like, oh, I can't celebrate because it wasn't the whole thing. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't what I thought it was going to look like. Yeah. Instead of saying, okay, I did show up. I did this thing. Even though I don't have all the time I would like to have, I still got something in. I still showed up to take care of myself. Agreed. 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 Yeah. So, you know, I love this conversation because I'm hoping that it's opened up loops. Like my goal is to open up loops for that so that we see the crazy busy isn't serving us. And and even though you tell yourself it's not serving you, you're getting some amount of satisfaction at it. I don't know how much, but you're getting there's some there's some feedback that's giving you that, you know, th- I can keep this pace up. But for some mm-hmm. of you who are listening and who are like, you know what? I really can't keep up this pace or I don't want to keep up this pace. You know, those that's when you reach other people like Jessica, who can really help you kind of as, you know, break free of the, just stop being stressed. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that is, I think these are, this is so important that, that we talk about these things. So again, thank you for having me on here and thank you for just the work that you do with your people because there's such an idea that like, if I can't handle this, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Everyone else seems to be handling it just fine. There's something wrong with me. Mm. And if we look at statistics of, you know, just the amount of prescriptions that we have out for anti-anxiety, anti-depression, all of these things, if we look at stress-related illnesses, there was a study back in, this was like in 2013. And I haven't, I know it's only gone up, especially in the last couple of years, Yeah, um, but it was 70 to 90% of doctors' primary care visits in their day were due to stress-related issues. Oh, for sure. But we're not talking about it. And we're not talking about, I mean, as a, as a society at whole still, we're just like, we're, it's something like 
there's a lot of shame around like, if you can't do it, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And that's my big message is that this is not, there's nothing wrong with you. This is just how your body works. And the expectation that you should be able to just be a robot and not a human person is not realistic. And if we talk about these things, we, you know, are opening up the idea for folks that you're not alone. This is not a you issue. Yeah. This is something that we all struggle with. And so then we can start to address it and normalize different things instead of normalizing not sleeping and grinding forever and putting yourself out there for everything, saying yes to everything, normalize sleeping, normalize mm-hmm. resting, normalize taking care of yourself first so that you have the capacity to care for others. And again, that looks different depending on what you got going on in your life. But if you got two minutes to breathe and take care of yourself, do that. It's just taking those, those small steps, normalizing like, you know what? I'm going to show up for myself today. Yeah, no. And and I, I love that showing up for myself and showing up for myself, not in a way that is always like doing, you know, showing up for yourself today could be like, you know what? My body just needs to just be. And just and sometimes it's, yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing, especially when we're talking to former athletes or we're talking to just like high achieving people who that is the work of not doing things it takes so much more energy to fight our inner you know narrative that we have with ourselves about if we rest we're lazy or if we rest we're not good enough or we're not doing enough or allowing ourselves to just be even for a moment to press pause and ask what do i need in this moment can be a lot harder than adding another thing to the list to, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, for sure. And I think just highlighting that, that taking care of yourself, showing up for yourself doesn't mean you're adding something else always. Maybe it means you're subtracting something from the list. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, I love that. Cause I, the, I know I've been this week practicing a, a, a lot of releasing and releasing of my time and it's scary, right? You know that you should do it. You know that you need to do it. And and even I'm in it in real life, in real time, it's scary. But I'm like, I know that I didn't I don't have the space for it anymore. And I know that I'm not gonna show up in a excited way. And I know that I don't know what's gonna fill the space, but I know something will fill it that'll be more fulfilling for me. And so, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes you got to step out on leap of faith, leap of faith even though it's, yeah. it feels like you're standing standing on the edge of a really scary high ledge. <laughs> but you need that space and grace so that you can have, you know, the nervous system regulation. You know, I, I, you know, as we started the podcast off, you know, both going to a doctor and our doctor's like, stop being stressed. And so, you know, stop being stressed can, can be letting go of things and. Yeah. And I want to touch on that, just the, what you said, that it's scary. And that is exactly what it is, right? Your, your brain and body, your nervous system has patterns and what is familiar feels safe because it's predictable because it's Mm -hmm. what it knows how to do. That doesn't mean it's what's the best thing for you. It just means that's what you've been doing. And so if your pattern that you've built is to be stressed out, to be over, um, you know, overworking yourself and saying yes to everything, saying no and taking rest is going to feel scary. It's going to feel unsafe for your nervous system because it's not familiar. That doesn't mean that it's actually dangerous. It means that it's new and what's new is unpredictable. And so I think that that is a huge part too, because like you said earlier, meditation, I'm like, oh, I'm so bored. Yeah, Yeah, it is boring. That's something that we have to train, right? So, but in that boredom, sometimes it doesn't feel safe to have that space. It's so uncomfortable to sit Mm -hmm. in silence, to sit with yourself, to not be doing something, to not have the stimulation of your phone constantly on scrolling, to have, you know, be watching TV or to be constantly busy with your hands. To sit with yourself can be super uncomfortable because it's new. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not okay. It doesn't mean you're not safe, but your nervous system is like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know this one. 
that's exactly what it is. And I always kind of, when I'm telling people, I kind of like to give themselves the space and to kind of move into the uncomfortable, you know, I, I think about it. It's like when you first start like um, walking on sand, eventually you're like, oh, wow. And then you're like, oh, okay. Your body gets that equilibrium. So it's it is uncomfortable. It's going to be squishy. It's going to have this weird feeling, but eventually you're going to be like, this is what sand feels like. I'm I'm and I and I'm okay. Um, and I'm okay, exactly. And then you have that reference point. Your brain has that reference point of, oh, this is sand. This is what it feels like. I can do this. Right. But you have to do it to get that to get that reference. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, we both work out. It's like I don't I don't walk into a gym and pick up the hundred pound dumbbells. Yeah. I you know I I I started at five or ten weight pound and I worked my way down the food chain and so that's the same thing. Like we're gonna start at the five pound weights. And bicep curls probably felt hard originally, but now you're like, yeah, I can blow, I can pick, I know exactly how to do it, what to do, and know that I'm not going to rupture anything if I pick up a heavier weight. Yeah. And that's exactly it. It's, and allowing ourselves to be okay, starting small. Yeah, for sure. So Jessica, this has been such a great conversation. We covered a lot more things than I had my little notes here. So that's fabulous. Um, I always ask my guests, what's one thing that makes you feel magical? Um, nature. Ooh. Being out in nature um, is a little piece of magic for me. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. You know, I, we were talking before that we started press record and I always tell her, I'm like, I go, I'm always like, no one's ever repeated the same thing. And I'm always surprised at like all the random things that people like pull out. And I'm like, that's a good one. That's a good one. So yeah, for you, nature, I, I haven't heard that one, but I love it. I love being in nature as well. And Jessica, you know, people are, have been intrigued by you. If you haven't been intrigued by you, check your pulse. And <laughs> Where can they find you on the socials? Um, I am mostly on Instagram. Uh, that's a good place to find me at jpb.brainbodyresilience. And then through that, you can find um, my website, my offerings, all that's um, in my Instagram link. So that's a good good place. Yeah. And so all of that, um, as if you're on a walk or doing something that you can't write that down, all that will be in the show notes. And definitely if you got like one little nugget, like my goal is after every podcast, there to be one little nugget and for you to take action on that one little nugget. I would love to know what that one little nugget is. Uh, feel free to screenshot this and tag myself or Jessica and let us know like what that one little nugget was for you. All right, ladies, have a fabulous day. Thank you so much. Uh, as always, I always appreciate you listening. And I always appreciate when I have amazing guests like Miss Jessica attend. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Bye.